A question for you. Do you or a member of your team need to be trained on the new European medical device regulation? Then register to the Green Belt Certification Program. Multiple sessions are available. Check at easymedicaldevice.com GB. And don't forget to use the promo code POD2022 to get 10% discount. P-O-D-2022. Okay, talk to you soon. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we will try to talk about a certain practice that is existing within our services, maybe other organizations, but I know that mainly within our uh, environment, So, which is the audit with a front room and a back room. So uh, the idea of today is just to give you, if I can say my experience, uh, doing this kind of, of practice and giving you also some tips uh, about that. So um, let's start then. So let's start to go through that uh, directly. Um, but first, uh, let's have an understanding of audits. So audits are mainly the audits that you can receive from um, a notified body, a certification body, if you are not going through a, a notified body, but uh, just to get your ISO 13485 certificate, for example. Um, um, FDA audit, uh, unannounced audit also, because you can have by surprise somebody knocking at your door and say, uh, talking about uh, audits. Uh, I mean, asking you for, for an audit. Uh, you can have also supplier audits. You can have authorities audit. I mean, there is a multiple types of audits that your organization can get. And the idea of today is just to explain to you how to get prepared for that and how to have the best experience um, from an audit. So, um, the this practice that i will talk about the front room and back room is working only if you have multiple people like yeah four five six people within your team that can be uh, helpful for for you if you are alone or if you are two persons maybe it's not a practice that can work really uh, efficiently but the idea is really to have a place where you will have really the audit and a place in the back which is kind of the back room where you will prepare all the elements that the auditor needs to get. So it's true that when you are audited, you get the question and you try to answer to them. You are not able to go and prepare the documentation and come and, and show that because it will give a gap um, on the discussion with the auditor. So the idea here is that you can continue to go through the audit, get the questions, answer the questions, etc while the documents are prepared in the background and then you can uh, show to the auditor at the, at, the, at the same time. So here there is kind of uh, uh, some gymnastic fragrance to have uh, because yeah, it's, it's something that you have really to prepare. You cannot do that just from one day to another. So let's go now through the, the preparation for this kind of audit. So first you have to define where the audit will happen. So which room on your at your company will be called the front room, so the room where the auditors will be available, and which room will be the back room uh, where all your team will be um, there to prepare the documentation. Um, in terms of configuration, the idea is mainly to have it as close as possible to the front room. So if you have a front room in a certain building and a back room in another building, it will be maybe 
too far away because there should be really some kind of um, good communication between uh, the two rooms but also a good distance so that the documentation can flow uh, correctly between them so having a front room um, is important but then placing the back room um, not so far from the front room is also uh, an important thing here then you have to define what are the processes to discuss between the front room and the back room. Mainly you are audited, so usually you have your computer. So the techniques that we are using are mainly um, the, some software that are used to communicate like chats or whatever between front room and back room. But what's happening is that the back room don't see what is happening in the front room. So meaning that you have some people that are in the back room, they are receiving maybe a message like, uh, can you prepare this or can you prepare that? But to understand the maybe some urgency, the issues, uh, some discussions that are happening between the auditor and the auditee, um, there is still something missing. So as you cannot put a camera so that you can see really how, all what is happening there, uh, the idea is to have what we call a scribe. So you have in the front room a person that is here just to scribe what is happening in the front room. Um, the auditor is talking about this. There, here is the question. I mean, the question of the auditor is that. Uh, the answer of the auditee is that. Uh, the auditor is smiling. Uh, the auditee is getting a bit nervous. The auditor asks something to get that uh, urgently, etc. So just to have really the feeling of what is happening there. Are we really like... Is it a smooth environment or is it like a tense environment? Um, is the auditor happy? Is the auditor not happy, etc.? So this is something that is really important so you can feel what is happening. I was on two positions. I was in the position of being in the front room as an auditee and I was also in the position as leading the back room. And it's really uh, two different exercises. But when you are in the back room, if you don't really know what's happening in the front room, it's something that is, um, yeah, it's, it's not really easy for us. So having this scribe that is really, yeah, uh, that can really type quickly if I can say on the computer, can capture as much uh, information as possible, can give that to us, is really something that can be really instrumental for, for your success. And what is happening is that usually we are informing the auditor that, yeah, this person is the scribe and they, she will write just what is happening in the, in the room and etc. Just to give really some transparency that there is also a back room. So it's not a secret. It's not like, oh, there is a back room. You, you, I mean, isn't, it's something that the auditor knows and they know that this is what's happening within some, some big companies there. So having a scribe is really important. Then, as I said, to communicate some softwares like a chat like Skype for business or like uh, I don't know what kind of other chat system you can have. Maybe you have an internal company chat uh, system so that you can uh, give informations. What we are also using to communicate is a certain table, well, so an Excel table or whatever. Um, we are using some tables that we, where we can work together, if I can say, within this table, because we'll have to write each request. So for example, the auditor is asking to see the management review. Then you write request number one, uh, management review of 2021, uh, between 2019 and 2021. Uh, uh, so you have to prepare that. So then the leader of the backroom 
that reserves, I mean, see the table, because as I've said, you are working together with this table. He sees the table, he sees that there is a change there. Then he has to prepare this information. He can say, for example, on the table, it's in progress. So then the front room knows that something is, go is, is, is going on, it's in progress. So you see those kind of elements can help you to have a smooth communication between a front room and the back room. But all this, all those tools, all those people that are there, you have to train your people to do that. So many, um, you cannot just say, oh yeah, we'll use this, we'll use that, let's do it, etc. No, um, what we are doing, and usually we are doing that with teams that are not really used to do this kind of exercise, we are doing a mock if I can say preparation for the for the audit, so uh, the day before maybe, so we are maybe sitting, we are inviting maybe six seven people uh, to to play the roles. If I can say to play the the the, the like the auditor and the auditees and the backroom people, and we ask them to simulate that we are in an audit and that the auditor will ask a request. This request will be written on this table. Uh, there is a chat discussion etc. That um, the uh, the the printer is printing correctly because everybody has, uh, has a good connection to the printer. So we are testing that. So we are testing with maybe few requests, like four, five, six requests, just to test that everything is ready, that people know how to do, that people, that the communication is good, etc. Because yeah, technical issues can happen. So making those tests are really important to just see that the communication between the front room and the back room is, is important. Um, so you have that, you have maybe to provide also documentation on paper. So be sure to have in-house papers on your printers. Uh, you need maybe um, um, to have also some other um, material. And what is important is to understand exactly also how the flow of documentation will go in, in the back room. Why do we have a back room? As I've said to you, the back room is here to prepare the documentation, but the backroom is also here to identify any issues on the documentations and to inform ahead the front room that, hey, we have found this report, but here there is an issue on this report. Should we send that to you or should we, should we ask you to maybe to come to the backroom so we have a discussion about that and, and explain maybe the context and why this mistake happened, etc., so that you can explain that to the auditor. The idea here is not to hide any information to auditor. As long as the auditor asks you a question, you have to answer it. So it's not like you have no never to lie to an auditor. So you have to answer it. But you have also maybe to understand instead of just answering like, I don't know, I don't know what's happened, or I think maybe that happened when maybe it never happened. Uh, it's better to step back, have a discussion with maybe the SME of that, and maybe even ask the SME to come and explain that to the auditor, which will be maybe more beneficial for you. So this is something also that is important that the backroom is there to make like, a, a, it's a buffer to gather the information, prepare everything, if I can say on the back and also identify if there is any issues that can happen on the documentation and then try to help you. Because if, I mean, I had, we have made this mistake and a lot of people have made this mistake. We are receiving the documents and we send that, give that directly to the auditor without even looking at, at, the, at the information. And there is the mistake. So having your backroom that can identify those issues, inform you and then you are prepared. The worst thing that can happen is that the auditor discover the issue 
and you are not prepared to answer and then it's you are kind of destabilized which is not really um, a good a good a good feeling here so the back room is really here to prepare to help you to um, to give you information ahead and then to really find if I can say some strategy in case there is some issues or find the SME that can really explain why this issue happened there um, so these are mainly how a front room and back room are are, are, are working or operating. Um, the other thing that is important, um, mainly for the auditors and the auditee, is also that when you are going and you are making those requests, so you have request number one, request number two, request number three, request number four, etc. In the back room, you should have also the right SMEs to go through those requests. Imagine now that you are um, talking about sterilization. If the SME for sterilization is not there, then it can be a, a, a big problem because where can I find the document of that? Because it's only him who knows where those documents are available. I'm not having access to all the folders, etc. So then there is a problem. Have the right SMEs to answer each of the requests. And you normally know which SMEs are needed because you receive the agenda of the audit. So you know exactly which topic you will be talking about. And then you know you should know exactly which who are the SMEs for each of those topics. So try to have the SMEs for those topics in the back room with you. Um, the idea usually, and it's what we are trying to do, sometimes we cannot, but it's what we are trying to do, to have always two SMEs for one topic. Why? Because maybe one of the SME, which will be the lead SME, will go in the front room and discuss with the auditor. And maybe the auditor will ask, can you give me this document or that document? And instead of having the SME that is in the front room go back to the back room to get the documents, we have the second SME in the back room that is preparing this document, which makes also the flow of the audit better because then the auditor can continue on this topic and discuss with the auditor, with the auditee, without having him to step back and then um, we are switching to another topic and then we are coming back to this one after, etc. So let's try to make everything smooth. So this is really the objective of, of this configuration is to make everything going really smooth and that there is no disruption, that we are really satisfying the auditor. The idea is really that how can we satisfy the auditor? Because if you are not able to provide the document quickly, if you or you are making mistakes or there is issues inside, the auditor will also not be happy. Even if you have not doing anything bad, it's just that there is some feeling like, oh, it's not working, the documents are not good, the explanations are not good. So, I mean, I'm not really feeling that this is a good company with a good system and whatever. So then maybe there will be a raising uh, a lot of non-conformances just because of that. So having this kind of configuration with front room, back room, with the right tools to communicate, with the SMEs that are in the back room that to help you really to answer to the auditor, uh, to have the back room that gets, if I can say, ahead in terms of looking at the documents and finding maybe some of the issues is really instrumental so that you have a good audit and that the auditor is also happy about about the audit. So mainly this is uh, how, how this is working. Um, now, during the audit, so the day of the audit, normally you have the auditor that arrives at the reception, he signs the document for safety and name, etc. He arrives in the front room. Um, you make the introduction of yourself. So the auditor uh, tells 
his name, his, um, his uh, CV, etc. And then why he's here, what's the scope of the audit. Then we, uh, the company, we are introducing ourselves. I'm here, I'm, I'm there. Here is the scribe, here is the audit, uh, auditee, here is the CEO of the company, etc. And we are talking about that. And one of the mistakes that a lot of companies are not doing when we have this uh, audit is to make an opening presentation. Uh, so an opening presentation can help you a lot. I know that a lot of companies have no understanding of why do you need an opening presentation, but it can help you a lot and it can help the auditor a lot to understand the scope of what your company is doing. So even when you are preparing for the front room, back room, you have also to prepare for the opening presentation to know exactly what to say at the beginning. For example, to explain where is what is this company doing exactly what is the scope manufacturing sterilization uh, or packaging etc or maybe packaging is subcontracted by another to another company etc so you are really explaining what you are doing what is maybe done by another company you are also explaining uh, who uh, an org chart of the company who is doing what and maybe the people that uh, they will see uh, during that time uh, you will also explain of the products that you are manufacturing um, class 2a products uh, following rule uh, 5 uh, doing this doing that class 2b product doing that doing that so you are really showing your portfolio of products that people will get there you also show maybe your quality policy uh, you also show I mean you show the general information about your company maybe how much uh, how much uh, square meter you have, uh, how much is dedicated to production, how much of your products are going outside of Europe and inside of Europe, etc. etc. So, those general information can help the auditor to understand where is going here, wh what's the situation, because it, it will avoid him to ask you some question that maybe he will have got if he had this opening presentation. and. I'm really encouraging you to make an opening presentation with general information of your company that you can show to the auditor and that the auditor will be happy maybe to get also, you can also print that and give that to him because during the audit, you can refer to this, ah, yeah, yes, you, I remember you told me that you are not doing this activity. So yeah, it's done by a subcontractor. Can we talk about this subcontractor instead then of, of the, this thing, etc., etc. So this will be really the way that uh, everything will be, uh, will be working. Um, so, then having, as I've said, the front room and back room is a configuration that is special. It's a configuration that can help you uh, to go smoothly within an audit. Uh, it's a configuration also where, as I told you, you have to be trained on. It's not something that, as I've said, can happen from one day to another. And you have to have really a good communication between the auditee, that is really the one that will be really making the communication with the front room and back room, and the lead of the back room. So, for example, um, the auditor asked for some documentation. Uh, you have them, they are already in the back room, but you don't show them immediately in the front room because, yeah, you, you keep some of the documents there. You wait, maybe the auditor will tell to you, oh, you remember I asked you this document, can you send that to me? Can, do you have it ready? Then you look at your table, you say, yes, it's ready, and it's marked not in progress anymore, but ready. They can say, yes, it's ready, I, I, will, I will ask the, the backroom to send that to, to us. Then somebody from the backroom is saying, okay, can you send the request number 35? And we have what we call a runner, which is a person that is here to, give, to, to bring the document to 
the front room. So it takes the document from the back room, it gives to the front room. It's just the runner. And we are changing the runners uh, during the day. But the idea is to have also this kind of people that will be entering in each time the front room just to give the document to the to the ODT and then to uh, show to the auditor. And as you have the chat that is ongoing, you can say, okay, I yes, request number 32 is sent to you. Be careful, can you be just read chapter six? Uh, we highlighted that if this is exactly uh, what you were expecting before to give that to the auditor. So then you receive, the auditor receives the request, the documentation, he looks at chapter six and he checks, oh yeah, it's exactly that. Then he can give to the auditor. Also check that the documents that you have received is really the document that the auditor wants to look at. This is one of the worst thing that happens to me is that I receive the document and when I read it, I say, it's not that at all that I asked you. And then you give that back to the, to the, to the back room and say, no guys, it's not what I asked you because the problem is that it's why I've told you if there is no scribe, no interpretation, no understanding, or even the request was not writ written correctly, then you can receive maybe something that was not expected at all. And then the auditor will be annoyed because he said, first, it takes time to receive the document. Second, the document you gave to me is not the right one, etc., etc. So this is why having a good preparation, having also strong um, auditors, I mean, a person in the front room and back room, um, can be helping you and people that know exactly and usually what we are doing is that we are taking quality or regulatory affairs I mean quality people usually or regulatory affairs people in front room and back room because they know exactly what the auditor is looking for so when there is a request we know exactly what the auditor is looking for um, I, I just make this sign because usually we are using a big screen uh, like a, a retro projector screen, if I can say, where you have uh, all the all the tables, everything in, in the back. So you see on all the room, all the back room uh, is seeing this big screen with all the requests with maybe the chat, etc. So they see everything. So it's why it's why it's important that you have really good communication uh, between the 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 the, the two uh, the two elements here. Um, okay, uh, one thing I mean. Some examples that uh, that maybe we can uh, also uh, look at is mainly, for example, um, we have um, during the audit, uh, we have, for example, the following day, uh, a request to uh, look at uh, CAPAs, okay, CAPAs or NCs or complaints, etc. So we have an audit within two days and we know that the second day we look at that. So what we are doing is that during the first day, we say to the auditor, okay, Next day, you will um, you will uh, look at the kappas. Here are the lists of the, all the kappas we have within our organization. Um, kappa number one, two, three, etc. With the dates, with the it's a table with the date, with the uh, what is this the kappa title? Maybe if it's open or closed, when it was closed, etc. I mean some of the information here. So it's a kappa list, and you give that to auditor and say, can you please already choose which one you want to look at? And then there is two cases that happens. Or the auditor says, okay, I want to see this one, this one, this one, and look at the titles and he says, it's fine. Or, but it's rare, uh, he says, okay, choose 20 and just give me the 20 that, uh, that, that you want to, to provide uh, me for my review here. So then you have a list of, for example, to, I, I say 20, but usually it's 11. I think they have a table, they have a SQL table, so uh, it's 11. So you can look at 11, uh, 11 kappas. Then you see what are all those kappas and the backroom receive this information. And now they have to print those kappas 
and as it is the next day, the idea is also for the oddity to look at each of the kappas one by one and to understand which one is which one, what are they talking about, if there is any difficulty with those kappas, if we need the SME or not for those kappas because those kappas were maybe made by other people, if we need also to have a, a good story for, for it uh, because maybe this, is, this kappa is linked to one of the problems that the auditor has identified. So here you see just that is also a big preparation. So usually we spend, after the audit, we spend the, the following hours after the first day of the audit uh, to look at each of those kappas, to review them, to see if there is any difficulty with them or not, uh, and then to have already the SMEs for some difficult kappas maybe to be ready and then to be able to enter the front room to explain the kappa to the, to the auditor. So as I've said, you see that all this is a, a big preparation I mean, even if you remove the front room and back room topic, if I can say, an audit is a preparation. An audit is not something that you can just come and open your files and show everything to the auditor. An audit is really a preparation. You have really to provide to the auditor a good experience also. Because an auditor that has a good experience, he will say, okay, this company is good, they are reliable. Each, each question they ask, they, I, I ask, they answered me correctly, they provide me the right documentation, etc. So this is why you have really to be prepared for this kind of things. Um, so the internal audits, which is normally an audit that is done internally by your company, is also instrumental for the preparation of, of this kind of thing because um, you can do the internal audit, not in a way of front room, back room for sure, because yeah, there is no need here to have uh, some kind of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, yeah, of distance, if I can say. Here it's internal people or people that you are hiring that are coming to do the internal audit. But internal audits are also critical because the issues that you will find during the internal audit will also be seen by the auditor, the notified body auditor, uh, when you will be in the front room, etc. So this is important to understand that those issues will be identified by the auditor and the auditor can first say, oh, you see, I have identified 11 issues that are really major and your internal auditors has identified just some small things like good document practices issues or uh, there is one document that has page one of two instead of uh, page two of two, etc. Some Something that has really cr not not really yeah, good if I can say, or not really important. So this is also a sign that the auditor will look at and say, your internal audit is not good because I am able to find a lot of issues with just one day, but your internal auditor has found nearly nothing, which is also a sign that maybe the auditor will put a non-conformance for that and you will have to have or train your internal auditor better or uh, hire some uh, consultant that do an audit for you, etc. So here you see that even internal audits are important. You have really to have strong internal auditors that can really find issues because the, uh, the notified body audits, when you will look at that, you will see, oh, yeah, they find really good issues. So this process of internal audits is working well and they have already solved the issues, etc. And an issue that was found within an internal audit and was solved is an issue that the auditor will not find himself and will not raise any non-conformance and no major non-conformance on it. And this is why your internal audit program should also be strong to help your uh, audit program within your notified body here. Okay, um, I think I covered 
all what I wanted to say to you about um, audit, front room, back room audit, and also as we talked about uh, a bit of internal audit. Um, so don't hesitate if you have some questions. If you need also more details, I have also made a, um, uh, made a, a blog post about uh, this kind of uh, internal audit, uh, uh, no, front room and back room audit. Uh, so don't hesitate to go also on the show notes to see that. Uh, but yeah, um, if you have any questions about that, don't hesitate. Uh, I'm really happy to uh, to answer to you, provide you some maybe of uh, my experience on that. And even if you want to uh, to set up this kind of system, we can also work together to set up this kind of thing uh, within your uh, organization directly. Okay, so I hope it was helpful. I hope it was um, uh, something that maybe you need. If you have already participated to this kind of front room, back room audit, don't hesitate to send me some comments and tell me yeah, I exactly find this or this changed a bit because uh, this technique is also evolving. Uh, but if you have never participated to that, let me know if this is something also that you maybe want to implement within your organization uh, or maybe you find it not really useful at all because I know that some companies told me that yeah, it's not useful at all. We have a good relationship with the auditor so there is no need to create this kind of front room, back room things, etc. which I understand. But as I said, I have seen the benefits of of this front room, back room system, uh, which is really something that um, can help you, help you a lot. Okay, so it was a pleasure for me to to give you my experience on, on this uh, on this system. Um, and if you have any questions, don't hesitate. And if you need any support for um, consulting or for any of your projects, don't hesitate to contact me at info at easymedicaldevice.com, I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com. And if you want to participate to some of our trainings, so go to our website and check if there is any course that, uh, that is interesting for you. Okay, then uh, thank you very much and I wish you a nice day. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.